Well, good morning, Friday, Feel Good Friday, Gospel Pursuits broadcast live in the UK and, of course, our World Glorious Network TV in Kenya and all the other places on Facebook and YouTube and all these kind of different things. We are uh, getting going. Good morning, uh, Pastor Lucy, I presume. I'm guessing she, your class is a pastor. I don't know. But Lucy, welcome. I think that's Martin's wife, I'm presuming. Pastor Martin's wife. It's great to see you. And I love Facebook and I love all those kind of things because you can comment and you can share where you're coming from. And it, so let me know if you're watching from uh, some unique place like, uh, I don't know, Birmingham, Manchester, <laughs> another country. It's welco- It's so good to see everyone. Um, and... Um, and when I say see everyone, I am just have vision for <laughs> seeing people. I can't wait to preach in churches more often because uh, obviously as things start to open up, opportunities will come. Hallelujah. I, I'm so grateful for the opportunities that I do have. Um, this Sunday, however, I am not preaching. It's uh, it's an interesting day. I can just go to church, play guitar, enjoy it, and just have a nice relaxed day with my family. So it's... Uh, Good day, but today is Feel Good Friday. We always talk about healing on Friday, but I'm I'm I believe God's starting to adjust some things with the the broadcast. Um, I think what we're going to start to see more uh, in the next few weeks is to have. I'm going to start focusing on doing a four part series, so Tuesday to Friday, one, two, three, four, and really going into the topics that God puts on my heart um, for that week. But we will always, what I'm I'm going with is we will always pray for the sick on Friday. We will always spend that a little extra time um, praying for the sick. So if you have prayer requests, if you have um, something that needs to be prayed for and that we need to agree on, I don't believe there's any distance or time in the spirit. We can pray about these things. We can use our authority. I can agree with you. And... Um, so just share that in the comments uh, today and if any Friday. And of course, you can contact me through gospelpursuits.uk. There's contact pages on there and things like that. So anyways, we will keep going. Right, well, we are on part three of this series, he Hear, Speak and Trust. Really, it's kind of part four. We started on Friday, um, Tuesday with a message about steadfast faith. Keep going, immovable. And that kind of led into... Uh, Tuesday's kind of uh, message on hearing the voice of God. You see, it's all very well being steadfast and immovable in your faith confession and what you think God has said to you or what you think you need to be saying. But we remember what uh, Peter did. Uh, Jesus was telling him, you know what, you're going to deny me three times. Hallelujah. You're going to deny me. Before I die, you will deny me. And Peter vehemently confessed that he was never going to do that. That proves to me that your confession has got to line up with what Jesus, the Holy Ghost, the Word of God, and God's saying. Now, if you're struggling and you don't know exactly what's going on and you haven't got a, a, a kind of a, a real understanding of, of what God's saying to you, of course, we start with the Word of God. The Word of God is alive. It's it's a two-edged sword. It's, it's something that comes on the inside of you. But when you hear the Word of God, hear the rhema spoken Word of God, the alive Word of God, the inward man being refreshed daily. Good morning, Joshua. And it, it, as as that is is sparked on the inside of you, that that word, that new, fresh word, 
you hear the word of God and your mind uh, comes alive to what you hear. And then you base your confession, Mark 11, 22 and 23, have faith in God and then speak to the mountain and you will have what you say if you believe it in your heart and say it with your mouth. As Brother Hagen always used to say, it says say three times, believe once. The believing isn't always the problem. It's the saying we need to continually confess. But what do you need to continually confess? What you have heard from the voice of God. Have faith in God. It's not have faith in your confession. Or have faith in what you think the problem needs. Or have faith in how your your plan's going to go. Have faith in your own plans. No, it says trust in the Lord and lean not to your own understanding. We aren't to lean on your understanding. I've been talking to people who have been talking to Christians about the situation and circumstance that we're in. And people are leaning on the government and scientific advice And forgetting that our trust and our belief system and our foundation is not on man's wisdom. It's on God's wisdom. God's wisdom is always superior. God's wisdom is um, amazing. It's going to come down to the absolute answer. Let's look at James. I love this. I mean, we'll get into this message. (laughs) What James says about wisdom. One, you can, if you lack it, you can ask for it. But it says this, the wisdom that descends not from above, i.e. from below, is earthly, sensual, devilish. Or that word sensual actually means natural, but is earthly, natural, devilish. For where envy and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. I, I think there's a lot of confusion going on about right now in the world, isn't there? People confused what to do, what to not to do. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle. So when you hear what God says, you're going to have a peace on the inside of you. When you hear God's voice, it, the wisdom of God is going to be peace in your heart, gentle, easy to be entreated. I almost kind of said, understand it this way, easy to understand, easy to work with. It's going to be full of mercy. It's going to produce good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. I believe a lot of the things certain sides of the fence are saying are very hypocritical. It's not wisdom. The fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. Then, of course, it goes down to verse 3 in chapter 4 of James. It says, you ask and you receive, of, uh, <coughs> excuse me, <laughs> receive not because you ask amiss and that you may consume it, consume it upon your own lust. So the wisdom of God is going to produce a peace and a life on the inside of you. <coughs> excuse me. But we're talking today about trust. And... Um, The foundation scripture verse that we have in Psalms 112 is this, verse 7. And uh, I remember my pastor uh, quoting this at the beginning of the the, the year, and I think she was doing it in the prayer sessions that we do for church. Um, And it was something because her husband, the lead pastor, basically the two words that he had for this year were fearlessly or fearless and hopeful. So we're to act fearlessly. But when we go out fearlessly, we are full of hope. We're full of expectancy. Hope is that word, expectancy. 
So we're fearful, not fearful, we're fearless. We have faith in our hearts and hope in our mouths and our vision and our what we're doing. So she, she used this scripture verse, and I, I, I really, really enjoy this, this passage in Psalm 112. It's great for you to kind of go and meditate on, especially if you're, you're believing God for finances and believing God for uh, some wisdom concerning finances. It says in verse 7, They, or the righteous person, does not fear bad news, but they confidently trust the Lord to care for them. They are confident and fearless. And they can face their foes triumphantly. See, that's where we are. We start with hearing the voice of God. And then we start to confess the, vo- uh, the voice of God and the words that God's given us. And when we do that, we are in a place where we are continually developing our faith. Our faith's growing. But you see, the Bible also says very, a lot of the times, cast not your confidence away. Or do not have wavering faith. So hearing the voice of God once you uh, are assured of that and you start to speak and you start to confess and you start to believe and start to get all those those faith actions in, in, into play, you've got to maintain that somehow. You've got to maintain the, the thing. It's like, for example, the best example I can think of is Peter getting out of the boat. He had faith because he heard the voice of Jesus. He heard Jesus say, come. But he didn't stay at a level of trust to stop him looking at the winds and the waves. Because the winds and the waves have nothing to do with him water, uh, walking on water. You do know that, don't you? We always criticize Peter. Why, do you, why did he look at the winds and the waves? Well, the winds and the waves were probably quite big. But that had got nothing to do with his ability to walk on water. Jesus was walking on water. Jesus said he could come. But the reality is you and I are not going to walk on a pool with absolutely amazing conditions, with sunshine and all that. You're just not going to be able to do it unless you are anointed, equipped, and got an assignment from God to do it, yeah? The weather today, just for your uh, information, is absolutely chucking it down with rain. <laughs> Probably can't hear it on the microphone, but it's quite it's quite relaxing in a way. Um, well, where was I? Sorry. Trusting in God, and I'm going to read uh, a portion of uh, of a book under, of, uh, by Bishop Edipo. <coughs> Search him and on YouTube or uh, on 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 Amazon and get some books. And he's got written a book called Understanding Financial Prosperity. And I know this we're not necessarily talking about prosperity at the moment, but the reality is 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 he he pulls out so much truth in so many different areas on on in this book. I it, it blows my mind all the time. Um, and I thoroughly enjoy it. I, I'm still reading it, but this this really stuck out. I mean, this is where we, I, I you know, I, I was listening to Keith Moore on, I think it was Monday night, and he's talking about, f- or Tuesday night even, about hearing the voice of God and before you speak. And th- he he takes it up to the next level. And this is what um, he said: Let's distinguish between faith and trust. Faith is confidence. Remember, so do do not cast away your confidence. Trust is commitment. Faith breeds confidence while trust breeds commitment. And they are two different levels of life. That's amazing to me. Two different levels of life. We preach a lot about the lifestyle of faith. We preach a lot about living a life of faith. But do you trust him? Let's read on. Faith believes that God can do it, but trust says this. Even if he doesn't do it, 
And this is where most Christians fall flat. They get weary in well-doing. Even if he doesn't do it, my position remains the same. Trust says, if I perish, I perish. You know, people get upset. People get upset when someone dies and they, they wonder what, what, why you know we prayed for them. Well, you know what? They're in heaven. They've received their healing. They're happy. It's only us that is the problem. So when, when it says, if I perish, I perish, it, it, and he says this, until you get to the realm of trusting, you never see true triumphant life. It, I don't trust anyone, including myself. You know why? Anything and anyone can fail, but whatever you place in his hand is secured. So you learn how to trust in him. And I, I, I'm glad Ian's typed that in the comments. Faith is confidence. Trust is commitment. If you can see, and it, it, some people might, as I said before yesterday, Andy, you're splitting hairs. I don't think I am. To, but remember, the Spirit of God defined, div divides us asunder. It, it, it splits. The Word of God splits things. So let's just keep going on this. The Bible refers to faith as one of the elementary principles of the doctrines of Christ. But listen to this. But trust is the advanced level. At trust level, you become unbeatable on the earth because you're one with God. It's one thing to be a giver. It's another thing to be a worker and a thinker. Yet it is another to be a truster. Do you trust it? See, I, I, I find this really interesting because you can plan your life. You could do all the things that you need to do in your life. You could do all this kind of stuff and just start working and working and working. But you, you suddenly start to put faith in what you're doing and not actually trust God. You've got to be very careful with this. He says this, if God is your source, what you have will never become your God. It's this realm of trusting that brings you into the realm of sweatless giving because you count on God for the next supplies. Confidence is not as strong as commitment. In the face of a fiery furnace, confidence may fail, but commitment will stand. Remember what the Hebrew children said? If you don't, I've got it here. O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer you in this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O God, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Isn't that amazing? Their faith was in, in confident. They were confident. In God delivering them. They were, they were confident. But the reality is they trusted him enough. That even if they didn't. He didn't get delivered from the fiery furnace. They still say that they will not serve another God. I think that's really important. I think that's really important for these days right now. Right now the days that we're in. If we don't trust God. We can have faith. It's like I said yesterday, I think it was, that if I, I can have faith, when my cousin tells me that he's going to come up to, to Liverpool on the train, but he's never done it before. So I can trust that he, you know, I can believe what he says, but I don't truly trust him until he's done it. Now, see, faith, you got to remember this. This is the key. Faith does not see or take a hold of things and believe that, they've, that it's done by looking into the natural. 
it sees into the spiritual and receives it as done. So God's already done it. Your faith has got it. Now it's trust because you trust him because it's already been done. And I think one of the analogies that he uses in his book, he says, you don't necessarily have to smell perfume to own it, do you? You can have it in a box, not released. You know you've got it, but you don't smell it. So why? On that basis there, you, you can see it with your f- one physical sense, but you can't smell it. Why do you have to see something to believe that God's done it for you? Why do you have to rely on natural senses when you've already vocalized, you've used your speech sense, you've got your hearing sense, you've spoken it, you've, you've heard you say it, you know that you have what you say. So if you have what you say, your trust is knowing that I've already got what I've said. I may not see it, but why do I have to have one physical sense to rely on, i.e. seeing, when I can see the physical object of the perfume in front of me, but I don't know that there's perfume in it. I, I haven't sprayed it. I've never smelt it. But I, you know what? I, I believe, I trust that the product before me contains the, the sense of smell that I, that I want to release when I press the button. See, faith does rely on some natural senses, doesn't it? Hearing and hearing the word of God. Now those natural senses produce a spiritual result when you keep meditating and you keep speaking and you hear the rhema, the spoken word of God. There's a, there, you, you hear it with, Jesus said it this way, if you hear, let them he- have ears hear. So the natural senses aren't the only thing involved because everyone can hear what I'm saying right now but it won't produce a spiritual explosion on the inside of you unless you allow it to seep in. So you can can use your natural senses. You can hear. You can speak. Yeah, I hope I'm making sense because to me it's, it's a kind of a revelation to me that there is a level beyond just standing in faith, being weary and well-doing. Because weary and well-doing sounds horrible. Now you just don't be weary in well-doing. Just don't do it. Just keep going. Keep trudging along. Well, only you see trust and co- commitment to what you've said, commitment to what God has said, commitment to what you're believing, what you've heard from Him. You're committed to Him wholeheartedly. And there is scripture verse after scripture verse. I'm just seeing if I've got some written down. I have, and I'll get to them in a minute. Of God saying, of the psalmist saying, I trust you. I lean not to my own. I trust you. I trust you. That's relationship. Confidence in what somebody says. You could, I can be confident in what... Um, Steve Jobs says when he gives a a wonderful presentation on Apple. But I don't trust what he says until I have the product in my hand and I'm using it and I'm inspired by it. So you can hear the voice of God and start speaking the voice of God. But until you get in the in on the inside of you that what you have spoken, you've already got. He's already blessed us with every spiritual blessing. He's already provided promises that are yes and amen. He's provided his word. He's given us everything. But if you are just going to wait till you see with the natural senses that God's done what he says is done, you won't develop a level of trust. You need to believe you receive it when you pray for it. And that trust is that understanding that his word is working. It's working effectively in you. It's working a a, a cure for your body. It's providing um, financial success down the road as you push forward, as you develop in him. 
as you constantly give, it's like what he said here, it produces trust, produces sweatless giving. See, when God tells you to give all the money in your bank account away, it's sweatless because you trust him. But if you're only in a place of confession, if you're only, I confess, I confess, I believe, I believe, you will soon waver unless you step into this realm of trust. Your confession doesn't produce the money coming in. It's your trust in him that will connect you to his grace. Your confession maintains your faith, maintains your belief, maintains what's happening. That's why you have what you say, because you're confident. You you have a confidence, and then you develop a t- commitment to what you've said, and you start to act out. Like I think a, a minister called Jonathan Schultz says it this way. He says, you know, God gave you a brain so that God could take a break. You can use your mind when you're in a place of faith, you have the mind of Christ to come up with a plan. God will give you a plan to work out your faith. You see, and then you commit to that plan. There's a, a trust building exercise for you and, and a half, isn't that? You got the plan and you just work the plan. It starts to work. God starts blessing you. It's the blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow to you. <laughs> see, business is, there's an element of faith in just just starting a business and developing a business. You've got to keep going. But you've got to trust, especially if you're a believer, you've got to trust, A, that God told you to start that business in the first place. Because if you didn't hear the, the rhema word and you've just, just set off on your own, your plan, your idea, there will be consequences to that. Believe me, I've tried it. I've tried to set up businesses when God's not told me to do it. So you hear, you have to hear first. You have to confess the word of God. That's how that's how you get your belief system and your mentality working together. It's just the amount of speaking of you. You talk vision, and vision arises on the inside of you. Hallelujah! And that trust factor, I love it. How far you go with God determines how far you go in life. A great tomorrow awaits you. You only require great steps to get there. That's that plan, isn't it? Quite a number believe God, but very few people trust him. Trust is eternal. It stands out. It cannot be removed. Its authority is irrevocable. I know my God can, but if he does not, that does not change my position. That's called commitment. Hallelujah. Faith says, I know God can. God will and God must do it. When he can't see it, that person becomes cast down. We have been confident all this while, but let's now go on higher and be committed. Whatever I don't have now is not good for me. The one I'm seeking says, since I seek him, I will not lack any good thing. So whatever I lack now is no good thing. That's trust. So if you are without something right now and God said, I will, you will not lack any good thing. If you're, not without, if you're without it right now, just trust him that you don't need it. Whew. That's quite uh, a kind of a different take on the, the faith message, isn't it? Because we say faith is now. You've got it now. You've got it now. Well, well, hang on. Just relax. Faith is now, yes. Faith is believing and trusting God now. It's adherence to his word. But if you haven't got some things that you would like, that does not mean you need them right now. 
Trust him. Trust him with your, your confession. Trust him. Keep believing. Keep listening. Hear the voice of God. Hear the voice of God daily so that you can speak fresh manner from heaven and you can have what things you say, the fresh manner from heaven. Believe him. Trust him. Cast not away your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. See, confidence can be cast away depending on the weight of the conflict, but trust will never be removed. They that trust in the Lord shall be as Mount Zion, which cannot be removed, but abides forever. Psalm 125. He shall not be afraid of evil things. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. Psalm 112. It's wonderful to trust in the Lord. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. You are struggling. Sorry, that was uh, the next line that I don't need to read. Grab a hold of this message. Grab a hold of all three. You, you can't just listen to this message and run with it. You need to listen to Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays message and put them together. They're on, on podcasts. You can list them on Spotify and iTunes. They're on YouTube. They're on Facebook. They're on World Glorious Network TV. Go back and listen to them. I believe it'll it'll shift your thinking. Because I, I want people to, to hear what God's saying to them. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. My sheep know and they hear my voice. He leads us beside green pastures. He leads us through the valley of the shadow of death to the to the table where in the presence of his of of our enemies he supports us and feeds us and and equips us surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life goodness of god surrounds us the goodness of god and his presence surrounds us as we step into faith see this isn't about getting stuff this is why the trust thing is so important because if we make it about getting stuff and stuff doesn't come that's when we falter See, if we seek first his kingdom and all these things, then they are added unto us. If we obey God's word and be in obedience, that's when the covenant blessing overtakes us. And the enemy may come between us and in one way, but he flees before us seven ways. We are the head and not the tail, the above and not the beneath. There's so much that God's provided in us, but we might not see it in the natural, but we must have a, an assurance and a trust and a belief that goes beyond just a confession, just a, a hearing of the initial word of God. We need to completely trust him in all our affairs of life. You take the word of God. There is words in there that are promises and they are facts. By his stripes you are healed. But healing doesn't always happen immediately. I made the mistake recently of I, was, I wasn't very well. And I know the, the presence of God. I know the anointing of God. I know and I sense when God's anointing turns up. And several times in that week when I was dealing with sickness and disease and symptoms, the anointing of God, the healing power of God was in me. It was on me. I sensed it. But then the next day, the symptoms got worse. And I was like, God, I don't understand this. The, the power of God to heal was there. I sensed it. But what I was expecting was an immediate healing. And when I didn't get the immediate healing, hallelujah, I, 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 my confidence was cast away. 
So then I had to get back to a place where I got under the presence of God, the anointing of God again, praising him, worshiping him, standing. And the anointing was there, but the healing didn't immediately come. Because what I needed to do was, one, trust him. Trust in the process. But see, healing is often an effectual working of the cure in your body over time. And if I'd allowed myself to let the healing power of God on the Friday night start working in, in my confession and my belief was a, 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 an understanding that there's a cure working in my body, I believe the symptoms would have disappeared a lot quicker. Uh, you know, a, a week later, they started to, I started to get it and started to understand it. See, the anointing will work in your life. It will it will like like a vitamin pill. You you consistently take vitamin pills, but then you also may take medication that the doctor gives you, and you might need to do that over two weeks. You don't stop taking the pill just because you feel a bit better on day two. You keep following what the doctor's instructions. See, the doc, the God's instructions are very clear in Proverbs, and this is where I'm getting to about healing. I'm going to pray for the sick in a minute. I'm going to pray and take authority over sickness and disease in your body. I'm going to build your faith up with 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 just just confessing the word of God over your life I believe that you will receive your healing but do not get disappointed trust God trust God there is a move uh, an ability an ability for you to receive the anointing and let it work in your body and in the name of Jesus I speak to sickness and disease I speak to depression and, uh, and wrong thoughts, meditations that have gone astray. I speak in the name of Jesus and I command and break the power of the enemy over your body, your mind, and your thinking. Receive the power of God right now in your body right now, in your mind, in your soul. God is clearing up his church. God is cleaning up his church. God is healing his body. But we must work with him, work with the power of God, release our faith, confess, believe you receive. Now trust him and his plan, his purposes, his pursuits will continue to work in your life, body, mind and soul. If you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, now is a great time to do it. Just simply say this and for after me. God, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I believe that Jesus died on the cross and was raised from the dead. I now make Jesus my Lord. If you've prayed that simple prayer, believing in your heart that Jesus died for you and was rose, risen from the dead, and that you have now made him Lord of your Savior, I want to hear from you. Go to my website, gospelpursuits.uk. Click on the link, Jesus there's a, a longer prayer you can pray and just cement that in your thinking. I'd like to love to hear from you. Let me know that you prayed that prayer and uh, we'll go from there. I'll help you as best as I can. I'm uh, quickly wrapping this broadcast up. We'll be back next Tuesday on possibly a different subject. But I really believe that Jesus is not only coming back soon, 
He's doing something marvelous and miraculous in his church. Now, 2021, I still believe it. it's the year of the local church. And the local church has taken a battering over the year, last year and a half. And people just aren't necessarily coming back yet. But I'm telling you, God's got some supernatural, spectacular, wonderful, amazing things for, for his body this year. If we will just commit to him our trust Yield to him our trust and lean on his understanding. Lean on his word. Lean on his spirit on the inside of you. Yield to the presence of God today. Praise him. Worship him. Magnify him. And get in church this Sunday. I'm telling you, it's the place where the presence of God is. It's the place where the anointing, the burden removing, yoke destroying power of the living God is. It's where God, Jesus turns up and, and is anointed to heal all that are oppressed of the devil. It's the place to be. You and I. And you know, it's not about going to church to get, is it? It's about going to church to serve others and bless others. And God will bless you more than abundantly above all that you ask or think, according to the word of God that is working on the inside of you. Have a great weekend. Enjoy your um, weather wherever you are. Um, I don't think I'm going to get out of the house today. It might be uh, a film day with the kids, but I've got some work to do. So have a great day. Enjoy your roast dinner on Sunday if you're having one. See you next Tuesday. Uh, gospelpursuits.uk. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.